I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome everybody. I'm so happy and grateful today to have in the studio Joe Matz, who is the chief uh, officer at uh, at the Gapologist. What is this magical Gapologist, Joe? So a Gapologist is is what you might imagine it is. I, I help people close the gap from where they are to where they want to be. And I do that through helping them codify their knowledge, experience, and expertise into a signature program. So it's something they can be known for, and you'll appreciate this. They can stand out and be outstanding. I I, I do appreciate that. Um, I know what it's like to lift someone up and raise them to the point where they are outstanding. So uh, I applaud you for that. How did this whole... uh, idea come about oh gosh you know it's a long story but let me let me try and make it really short here (laughs) i started my business career right after college where i wanted to be doing what i wanted to do and then i got an offer to go to italy for two years to to do to to look over someone's interests in italy that two-year project ended up being 18 years I spent nine years in Brazil, nine years in Italy, and I had over 10 businesses, anything from from a language school to consulting agency to, to, um, oh my gosh, to a mountain bike tourism company, if you can believe it. And I came back to the US in 2004 and ran some businesses for for a couple. Um, And then what happened is, I was out of that position and I didn't know what to do. Someone said, Joe, you should be a coach. I'm like, what is a coach? <laughs> so I've done all of this stuff with different businesses, different languages, different cultures, different industries. And they said, you, you've done so much. Why don't you teach people how to do what you've done? And it was kind of like, well, I, I'm not really sure how to do that. And, and so in learning how to express my expertise and teach people, Um, how to do what I do, I realized everyone is an expert in something. Most people have gone through experiences. They've had challenges, trouble. um, They've created errors themselves or errors have been created for them and they survived through it. And there are other people uh, out of the 8 billion people in the world who are probably right now in the same direction, on the same path, but not as far along. And the people who have been there, done that, uh, it's kind of cliche, right? They can teach others who are just beginning on that journey. And so that's when I talk about codifying your knowledge, experience, and expertise, that's what I mean. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's how that came about. Um. I've been there and done a similar thing myself. I've had a rentals business in Costa Rica. I've had a trekking business. I've 
yeah, I've had so many different little businesses, but you you learn from each thing you do, right? And that's the most important thing. Uh, yes. I think people often really forget, particularly when things aren't going well, that they're not happening to you. They're happening for you so that you can learn from them and become the person that you're meant to be, the peak performer, the hero of your own story. Right. And I, I think that's hard to realize when you're actually going through it. It's a lot easier to look back because the the pain is less looking back than when you're going through it. So, but yes, if you can take that perspective that you're you're always learning and challenges are an opportunity to learn, that that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's one of the areas I really work with people on. Um, if people are struggling with finance, Joe, because I know you work a lot with this, how can they <clears throat> bridge the gap? If they're struggling with finances? Yeah, it can either be in a personal environment or corporate environment. Uh, I guess they're probably both quite different because one involves, you know, a company and people and the other is yourself and perhaps your family. So let's start with the uh, personal one and sort of take the example of somebody that's in a nine till five, isn't fulfilled, know that they are deserving of more, but don't know the first steps to take to get out of the rut. Right. Well, you know, it's very interesting because I think a <clears throat> lot of people spend a lot of time worrying about it and avoiding the actual issue. So anyone can learn something. It, it's not so important as where you are as to where you're going, but to be going someplace, you've got to be learning. So I would suggest, look at what you, think about what you like to do. Think about what you want to do. Think about where you're passionate. One of the questions I ask my clients is, what would you not get bored with if you had to study and work in that area eight hours a day, five days a week? What would not bore you? And then research it. Become an expert in that topic, in that niche. There are so many areas to, to become an expert at. And you can learn just by watching YouTube. You can learn by taking a course and you don't have to spend a lot of money on courses in the beginning. If you don't have a lot of money, begin where you are and go forward from there. So it's hard to give a blanket statement um, because it, it depends on what someone wants to do, where they feel they're an expert. And you can talk with friends, talk with family, find a coach, find a find a mastermind group find a group you know there are free groups out there there are low-cost groups out there and just talk and, and work through it yeah it's really interesting to me because <clears throat> what i see is this kind of attitude that and it's also a programming really more to the point is that once you've been through school and you've got your uh, degree if you go to university through the institutional education system you are now fully learned and you can go on and live your life and that is so far from the truth we <clears throat> excuse me 
we need to be learning every day to evolve and to grow right so yeah i that's, think that's, that's right. great 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 advice yeah the, the world is always changing and you need to keep learning to keep up with it um and then you know after learning and deciding what you want to learn what will not bore you um then find out how to make money with it you know there are people making money in the strangest ways that you can imagine and i've i've googled it i've watched on youtube what are the strangest ways people are making money it's incredible what comes up absolutely amazing yeah i i know just in the podcasting industry itself some of the biggest earners are talking about ghosts and uh you know or morticians like you know making crazy sums but they've really gone out there and talking they're talking about what they love so you know amazing right they're being them they they found you know we're all a little bit can i say this we're all a little bit weird we all have have our little um inconsistencies even um we're we all have our uniqueness let's call it uniqueness right and that uniqueness might your uniqueness might look weird to me but it's perfectly normal for you and the group and people you hang out with well you know experience that own it and explore it and become the best at whatever you want to be there there are people who will pay money to learn from you absolutely i'm not sure if i've said this on one of my podcast episodes before whether i've said it guesting on somebody else's but many moons ago when i was a young teen and i was out in central london uh having a good time i was quite drunk and i remember going home on the tube the uh the the, the met if you like and um i was kind of like you know looking for reaction because people were looking at me thinking this guy you know like i don't know what they were thinking he's drunk he's this he's that whatever they were thinking and i kept walking down the carriage until I see this little Indian fella and he's got his book and he's just minding his own business in complete peace. And I have no idea why, but something in me just wanted to connect with him. And he looked up like this and I was like, that's the moment. And I was like, I bet you don't think I'm normal, do you? Because nobody else on the train did. And he goes, well, what is normality anyway? And so I <laughs> sat down next to the guy, and for the next half an hour, we had the most profound discussion about normality. <laughs> That's a, great. Yeah, yeah a great a, story. What is a, normal? It's a good question. Well, normal, normal, normal me, doesn't exist. Normal for me might be not normal for you. I mean... How about this? Normal for me is grabbing my backpack, three days worth of food and my hammock and getting lost in the woods, literally lost in the woods for three days. And I love it. And that's normal. Some people would look at that as torture. They say abnormal is the new normal. Yes, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. So, you know, the important thing, I think, is to own it. Don't don't be shy about it. You don't have to go and sing it from the mountaintops, but don't be shy about it. If if that's what you want to do and, and whatever it might be, as long as it's legal, moral, and just, do it. And do it. Why not? 
Let's uh, move on from the personal example to the executive level in a company. If they're not getting the results that they want, if they haven't moved up the ladder, if they haven't, you know, got to that next level, what's something they could do to achieve that? Gavin, this is an area where I have absolutely no knowledge at all. I've stayed away from corporate on purpose. And I have no idea because I, the, I, I am not a corporate kind of person. Um, so I, I don't know. You know, just, my advice would be maybe you're in the wrong spot. Why don't we look at getting you out of corporate and into your own business? That would be my response. And I know that's not right for everyone. I, I only mentioned it because earlier you talked about executives. Um, right. Yeah. And, and I can't help them move up. Although, my gosh, many years ago, I did help a woman get a 45% raise. Well, there you go. That's how. Yeah, that, that was nice. That was really nice. I was actually in a coaching program and I was coaching people for free. And she saw this on on some social media platform. I forget which. And she said, hey, I've got a problem. Maybe you can help. And I'm like, well, I, maybe, I don't know. Let's talk. And um, she went in there with confidence and got a 45% raise. Beautiful story, man. I love it. So who are the typical people that tend to come to you, Joe? So if we stay on the, this executive theme, the, it would be an executive who wants to get out of corporate, that wants to do his own thing. But you know, she, maybe she doesn't know what her expertise is. But after 25 years, 30 years in corporate, there is knowledge, experience, and expertise that has value in the marketplace. What I do is help them figure out what that is and how to market it and how to make money with that the knowledge. And, and I call it the keys, Gavin. It's knowledge, experience, and expertise. I spell keys, K-E-E-S. And that's the keys to their future. So. They want to get out of corporate They're, for any reason, right? There might be a myriad of, of reasons out there. That would be one example. Another example would be a, a service provider who's just not getting the traction that they feel they can get. And it, it might be a coach. It might be a language teacher. It, it might be a music teacher or a tutor, um, someone who provides a service. And they're not getting the traction that they, they feel they should be getting on the market. They're not making the money that they want to make that would be an ideal client for me. It's quite funny. I have uh, quite a few people that come to me in sort of similar positions. They leave corporate, but before they go charging in, they're kind of connected spiritually and they now want to, what they call, find their purpose. How do you combine purpose with entrepreneurialism? So I'll give you an example. I had a, have a, a client of mine. He spent 15 years in an ashram. So an ashram is a spiritual retreat place. And he, he worked there, lived there, volunteered there for 15 years. And he also did their financial books. So he acted as a bookkeeper there. And it came to a point where he was done with, with the life inside the ashram. And he wanted to start a business. He 
he wanted to use his knowledge as a bookkeeper, but he also didn't want to lose that spiritualness, which is very, very important to him. So we got together, he became a client of mine, and we figured out how to combine bookkeeping and his spiritual tendencies, his spiritual leanings and orientation with the bookkeeping. And we figured out a business model that would allow him to maintain the spiritualness, but also get involved with the bookkeeping. And, and today he has a thriving business. Can you uh, reveal what the business does or is? Yeah, well, he, he helps um, holistic practitioners with their financial um, dealings with their book. And, and he found that you know, a lot of the holistic practitioners and people who work in, in that area aren't very good with finances. Well, he happens to be very good at finances and he speaks the language, how, how would we say that, the, the holistic language of the folks who are in that industry. So he has a very nice niche and he's, he's um, teaching people how to have a thriving business and focus on some finances, not just doing good for society and doing good for yourself, but you've got to focus on the finances also so that you have a thriving business and can have a larger impact. Well, he certainly found his niche. It, yes, and, and it, was a very inter, it was a very challenging type discussion to, to figure this out and, and figure out some of the marketing. And um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Sure sounds like it. Um, what do you find are some of the most common gaps that people have difficulty with getting over? That they don't believe that they have an expertise that has value in the marketplace. And I suffered from this myself, having run so many businesses, having just had a variety of experiences by traveling the world and all of that. I thought, you know, I just did what I had to do at the point. I'm not an expert. I, I just did what I had to do. I figured out how to do it. And that's the key. I figured out how to do it. Now I help other people to figure out how to do it. But they've already got that knowledge, experience, and expertise. Now, sometimes it's necessary to learn a little bit more, to update, to, to transfer knowledge, let's say from the corporate world to small business world. Sometimes that's important. Um, but the base is there for many people, and they just don't recognize that they are experts. And, you know, there's a saying in Italian, and it's santo di casa non fais miracoli. And what it means is that the, the saint in your home makes no miracles. You have to go outside, right? Yeah, it's, it's not seen. And sometimes we don't recognize it in ourselves because it's so common. Yeah, I love that. That's great. <clears throat> I mean, this idea of not seeing it in ourselves it happens all the time. Like, you know, if I'm playing golf and a, a buddy of mine is having trouble with their swing and they're getting more and more frustrated, I can see exactly what's going on and I can tell them what to change. Of course, the other way around, and I'm hitting, you know, some real bloopers and can't manage to get back on track. I can't see it, but they can. And 
sometimes we need someone to help reveal what we can't see. Yes. Now, so, some things come very easily to us. And when I say us, I'm talking about everybody has something that comes easily to them that doesn't come easily to other people. Some people are very good with technology. And if, if you're listening and you're good at technology, you know very well that there are people in your family who come to you for advice on technology because you happen to be naturally good at that. That's one of your, one of your natural talents. And they're not, and that's okay. They might be talented in other things, right? But sometimes because it comes so easily, you don't recognize it as talent. You don't recognize it as ability that other people would like to learn from you. Some people are very good with numbers. They play Sudoku, for example, and then other people are crossword people. I'm not a crossword person. But I do like Sudoku. I'm more about the numbers, and, and I understand the numbers more than I understand the crossword puzzles. Right? So, and other people would be the opposite. My sister, for example, is, is more into the crossword puzzles. She used to help me spell. I was, I was in ninth grade, and she was in fifth grade, and she would help me with my spelling. Wow. Got a good sister there. <laughs> Um, what I find really interesting here is this journey of self-discovery, like, you know, being able to find what somebody is good at and then helping them transition from where they are to actually using what they're good at to make money and create a life for themselves. Um, I'm sure most people are probably scared shitless about that idea. Do you find that when you start talking with people? You know, I think everyone has a, a risk tolerance. And they, they talk about this in investing and in the stock market. What's your risk tolerance? That is, that is also true when you're looking at starting your own business. Some people are risk takers. Other people are definitely not risk takers. And to start your own business, you have to take on a little bit of risk. Now, you can mitigate that risk. If you've got a corporate job and you're making the money and you're, you're financially stable, that's fantastic. You have a good base to start from. Start part-time, right? Start a little bit at a time. Don't leave your corporate job hoping that your idea is going to catch on and you're going to replace your income. That, that's, that's very risky. Start part-time. Get it going. Find out where the kinks are. Refine the system. Get your business going. And when it just takes over and, it, and you're making money and it's going forward, then it might be time then to go full time or it might always remain a part time activity. It just depends. So much of it depends. But there are ways to mitigate the risk. And basically, it's, it's the toe in the water philosophy, I call it. Don't jump right in the water because it might be very cold. Dip your toe in, test it out, and then put your foot in, test it out, make sure it's comfortable before you dive in. Funny you say that because I, I regularly take ice baths and um, 
you know, last October, I swam the English Channel. And so you've got to get used to the cold water, but you never jump in it. You know, if you jump in it, you could actually cause yourself harm and potentially have a cardiac arrest because your system isn't used to it. So you go in up to your ankles and your knees first, and then a little bit and a little bit and a little bit more at a time. So, yeah, I really can relate to that. Um, I also remember when I was working for the corporates, you know, I'd leave home at like 7 a.m. I'd get back at 7 p.m. I'd take an hour for dinner and rest. And then come 8, 8.30, I'd be in my second bedroom, the, the study, and I would literally start writing. Those days it was, you know, I don't think there was emails even, but letters and emails or whatever there was, uh, and I would send them off to the people that I was trying to contact. And once that became something that was big enough to stop me requiring my corporate job, then I switched over. So uh, I can really relate to that. and. I can also testify that that's a very good method. Dip your toes in the water. Yes. <laughs> yes, from two examples, from actually dipping your toes in the water <laughs> to starting something on a part-time basis. Yes. So um, I kind of guess at this stage, the audience are getting to know a little bit about what you do and how you can help them. Um, Let's get the audience to know a little bit about Joe. Who is Joe? Is that the question there? Because that's a big question. Who is Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's, um, I am a part-time adventurer. I'm a full-time student. I'm a part-time adventurer and full-time businessman. Uh, business. You know, I, I became my own client. Here's an interesting story. Because I found a problem. I, I have my own podcast, and I also am a co-host co of a podcasting group. And we did a mingle of podcast hosts and podcast guests, and we asked them, what would you like from us? How can we serve you more? And they said, we want to be on more podcasts. We want to get more ROI for the podcast that we're on. And I said, well, gosh, I've been on a lot of podcasts and I, I host a podcast. I, I think I can help out here. And so I asked if they'd be interested in learning more for, you know, on a, in a formal way. Long story short, I created a course called Podcast Guesting Success. I have a, a, um, something I can share with your audience on that. It's a, it's a PDF document with five steps to, to getting more ROI from your podcast guesting experience and treating it like a real marketing avenue, which it is. And it can be if you go about it correctly. So I took my knowledge, experience, and expertise. I found a problem where I could help. I tested it out. And now I have this full course that I'm teaching people how to get the best ROI for being a guest on podcast. Nice. So I'm, I'm a teacher and a learner, all, all in one there. <laughs> What's your greatest adventure? Climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. All right. I love it. Now, as, as far as, you know, having children was, was a wonderful adventure also. Um, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro was, was very interesting um, adventure. I'm not a mountain climber. I'm more of a hiker. 
but I was sitting at the bar with my dad and we had a, a couple beers down and he says to me, Joe, if I climb Kilimanjaro, will you come with me? I said, sure, why not? Um, we started like many businesses start, there was a question, can we do this? Is it possible to do this? Um, who's done it before? Who can we learn to? What do we need to learn? What do we need to put in our pack? Who's gonna help us climb the mountain? How can we train to climb the mountain? Well, we did all of that. And a year later, we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with my sister and brother and, and some other family members. What an amazing experience. Um, what was your favorite element of that experience and adventure? Huh. You know, standing at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro after seven and a half days of hiking uphill, we went from a rainforest to snow on the ground. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. The other amazing thing was when we got to the bottom and we took off our boots and we had someone cleaning our boots and we had a beer. And we thought about the last nine days, no cell phones, no, no plumbing, <laughs> um, no place, no, no, no bathroom, no sink, no running water, living in tents, climbing up the mountain. And the fact that we did it, you know, it was just an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Uh, I can certainly relate to that. Um, wow, there's so much to talk about here. There's, I find business really an adventure also, but obviously it's a different kind of adventure because you tend to be less in the uh, natural environment. Um, what would you say your biggest tip to anybody is, other than dipping their toes in the water, if they wish to, you know, bridge the gap? close the gap? I would say find that little bit of courage that you need to begin. You don't need a lot of courage to begin. And you don't need to run before you can walk. Just begin. Begin exploring. Begin the exploration, be it YouTube or podcast or, or reading something, reading a book, whatever it might be. Begin that adventure. Because it all begins with an inspiration. Just like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, it was an inspiration. And then the question was, can we do this? What can we learn more about this to know if we can do this? And if you approach your business the same way, you know, most of the time, I think you'll find that you can do it. You may need to modify it. You may need to make adjustments along the way. But you'll find your niche. You'll find the thing that you can do. I love that. That's great advice. Um, I remember climbing Kilimanjaro also, and um, I climbed it with my brother. And my brother said to me one day before we went, before we even agreed to go, that um, he's been waiting for years to do it, but no one could commit. There was always something amongst his friends. And I said, you know, brother, this is a dream of yours. I'll, I'll commit. Let's do this. And I'm sensationally bad at <clears throat> planning. 
like we're gonna Kilimanjaro yes okay let's go let's buy the ticket let's be there tomorrow like I'll just turn up like that's my adventure spirit and uh, bless my brother he organized everything and you know told me all the details that I needed um, and that happens so yeah I think there's the old saying that comes to mind if you fail to plan you're planning to fail so yes use your time wisely and make a good plan yes. and adapt along the way yeah, and you figure it out, you know, you figure it out. Yeah. Joe, if uh, anyone wants to reach out, get in touch, maybe get a copy of the PDF, how could they do that? The easiest way to get in touch with me is to go to gapologist.com. That's a mini website that has all the links right there. Okay, G-A-P-O-L-O-G-I-S-T dot com that's it right there awesome yeah and so you can get the free pamphlet there or the free what i like to call the pocket guide um there's links to the event calendar things that are going on with with everything that i've got going on there's links to social media and all that good stuff great and uh one final question for you today joe what does stay outstanding mean to you you know, it's an interesting question because life gets very busy and we all have so much to do, right? But of the things and all the things that you do, there are a few things that you choose to excel at. And of those few things that you choose to excel at, go after them. Go after the achievement of excellence with relentless persistence and you will find yourself to be outstanding. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that and being a, a great guest and sharing so much wisdom today, Joe. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Galvin. It, it was very nice talking with you. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.